0: Hello, hello. Yeah, here we go. We're live. Hello and welcome. Karen here. Just checking that we are waiting, 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 waiting. looks like uh, just checking the live stream, seeing if we're on. Hold on. Hi, how are you all? Karen here. (gasps) Doing the deliberate creation 101. Haven't done them for a few weeks, a couple of weeks. I said that I turn up every Monday morning, Sunday night in the US to do a little chat about deliberate creation. And uh, here I am uh, turning up today. It's been really interesting. I've been chatting with my daughter this morning about this topic. So every time I turn up in front of the camera, I ask the mob, the guides, what are we gonna talk about? And they always say, talk about what's been on your mind. I'm like, okay. So what we'll be chatting about today. You know, when you learn this stuff, deliberate creation stuff, let me just check to see that I'm not muted. Oh, cool. Sometimes I yak away and I'm on mute. And you learn that your vibration matters, which means how you feel, how you think, what you believe and how you feel matters because it's all a part of the creation of your experience in this world all a part of attracting different timelines different people different situations what you put out comes back to you so you learn this stuff and then you see people around you who do not have an understanding of this stuff who are suffering and you want to reach out to help them to teach them about how their vibration or their feelings matter because what you put out you get back It's like a boomerang effect. That's why it's called law of attraction. The vibrational stance, the vibration that you put out into the world comes back to you in the form of life situations, people, timelines, you jump timelines. It's all happening. So you see someone who's really stuck in their negative beliefs and they have a belief in their unworthiness and that they can't get what they want. And you understand that's not the truth because you've been through that and you go, oh, wow, I remember I felt like that too. And I remember how that feeling of unworthiness and not enoughness impacted how I perceived this world and what was happening in my life, the people I attracted, the circumstances I attracted. And then I changed because I did personal growth courses, watched podcast shows, did courses, read books, meditated, however you changed and you became a happier person. Now you want to reach out to show that to others. And the conversation I was having this morning with my daughter was, what if somebody does not want to change? And then when you reach out to help them, they want to fight you. They want to fight you and say, don't try and change me. I don't want you to change me or fix me. I just want you to listen to my story and give me sympathy and tell me how terrible life is and agree with me about how terrible life is. And you think to yourself, that's not going to help you change your life. It's frustrating, right? So this is the conversation that we were having. And often people come into your life, that are like that, that are really stuck in their stuff, in their negative belief system, in their belief in their unworthiness to mirror how you've done it in the past. And when you get to see it in another, you can really understand how you've done it in the past. So often these people are your greatest teachers, in fact, even though you feel that you're reaching out to teach or help them, They're teaching you because the human mind can get so stuck, can't it? We get into these default habitual patterns of thinking and then they kind of spiral into this loop of keep going over this belief. I can't have what I want. It's never going to happen. I'm not enough. I feel unworthy. I feel like a failure and it spirals like a broken record and when you see it in another, it's it's when you're in your own stuff, it's hard to see how you're doing it. But when you see it in another, it's almost like, aha, yes, I understand that. I've done that. I do that. I, I understand how that is. So this is the conversation I was having this morning with uh, my beautiful daughter who's been in a relationship with someone who's very depressed. And like me, she's somebody that wants to, be a difference maker, heal the world, show people about their um, power, be empowered, their their power of their thoughts. And I was um, sitting up in bed one night chatting to my mob, and from a mother's perspective, she was complaining about this person being stuck in his negativeness, and she felt helpless to help him, helpless to try and change him, and that was frustrating her. And I'm thinking as a mother, you know, why doesn't she attract a happy, beautiful person <laughs> that that treats her well, that's happy, and she doesn't have to go through all this pain. And the guides came in and they said to me, of course, she wouldn't attract that sort of person because this is her training ground. Where else are you going to learn about negative emotion and how to get out of that stuckness unless you directly encounter it in intimate relationships? And it just hit me like a brick. And I went, oh, my God. Of course, <clears throat> this relationship she's having is perfect for what her soul is wanting to experience. And likewise, we can think of it with ourselves. It's If you're a difference maker, a star seed, a light worker, a light weaver, if you're someone here to make a difference in the world, then you are going to attract difficult people into your life because this is your training ground. This helps you see your own stuff and it also helps you help others. And um, look, I attract it wherever I go. It's like when you think to yourself, I'm going to be a happy person and only attract happy people in my life. (laughs) Why am I attracting all these people that aren't happy? And often our family, you know, you change, you start thinking differently, you forgive the traumas of your life and now you feel better about yourself and then you look out into your family and you think, oh, they're not changing But really our power is in changing ourselves because then we shift our vibrational stance and that has a power of influence over the people around us, exponential power of influence. So it's not for us to judge the world for not coming along on this spiritual ride with us. It's for us to see that they have the choice as souls. We're all souls, an extension of the source an extension of the creator, here experiencing the contrast of this world and electing to experience that for however long we choose. And then at some point we decide to change. Some people could spend lifetimes (laughs) in upsetness or not enoughness or unworthiness. And at one point along the physical trail, you will decide that you've had enough pain and you've had enough trauma and you've had enough contrast and you will decide to shift and make different decisions and make different choices of how you think and feel and change your life circumstances. I remember as someone who had a very traumatic upbringing, violence, violence and all sorts of terrible things, divorce, illness, watched my mother die of cancer, watched my father get angry, you know, trauma, trauma, trauma. I'm in my early 20s. I'm thinking, how do I change the pain inside myself? I'm reading books. I'm reading books. And one of the first books I read was the Seth material, (laughs) a little bit of light reading, (laughs) bit of light reading, how you create your reality. And what did he say? Now I've lost my train of thought. I was going to tell you something he said in the book. No, I've lost my train of thought. But, um, you know, it was that pain that I experienced in myself that at some point I didn't want to feel that anymore. And so I reached out for help. And I think that with everyone who's in pain, I remember doing an Anthony Robbins course in 1995, and he said, he probably got it from another spiritual teacher, but I'm going to attribute it to him, that there's only two modes of um, communication, which is really black and white, but I love this. An act of love. Or a cry for help. And so when you are in your pain and your complaint, it is really a cry for help. And when you're asking the other for help, whether it's the teacher, the guru, the counselor, the psychic, the medium, whoever you're asking for help, the friend, the family member, ultimately all they can do is guide you. It's up to you to change. And when you're reaching out to help another, all you can do is guide them. All you can do is share your story with them and guide them and say, this is what I did. This is how I felt. Empathy says, I understand how you feel because I felt it too. And inspiration says, but let me tell you how I overcame my stressful thinking. And sitting in bed this morning with my daughter, that's exactly what I did when she was asking me, is share a story that I had. Because when people are in their pain, telling them to feel better Doesn't help, does it? It's like, don't try and fix me. Don't try and change me. I just want to complain and I want you to listen to me. But when you share your story of how you felt like that, or you were in the situation, a similar situation, and this is what you did to overcome that and to find a better life, now you're in a powerful communication with them where they don't feel like you're trying to change them or fix them. I remember I did this with my first husband. He was my ex-husband at the time. We had all sorts of drama. We separated for a short time, came back together, tried to make it happen, separated again. And I'm thinking, can't fix him, can't fix me. Uh, You know, life's, life's a bitch and then you die, sort of in that place. And then I did a personal growth workshop. And it changed me exponentially. I started to see how I was creating my reality. So like it held up a mirror to my, to my dysfunction in my own being, my beliefs too, and how I was playing out those beliefs and blaming everybody else for how I felt it was great. So I really wanted to help my ex-husband, but I knew having been married to him and said, look, read this book, do this, do that. I'm discovering all this stuff that every time I asked him to fix himself, because he was unhappy and he was... A cry for help how do I be more successful how do I get ahead in life how do I get what I want how 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 we're all asking that question I was saying wow look it says this in book do this do this every time I t- said to him do this this is you know it says this in this book he didn't hear I'm loving you he heard you think I'm a failure because that was the dominant thought in his mind I'm a failure and he was playing that out and then asking how to succeed So when I shared my experience with him of what I went through in the personal growth course and how I felt better, it landed differently. It didn't land like, you think I'm a failure, you want me to change. It was me sharing my experience. And I remember he walked out of the house and goes, yes, 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 okay, 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 I'll consider doing the course. Never did I ask him to do the course. I just said, wow, I did this course and this is what happened and this is how I feel. But he still heard me saying to him, fix yourself, do this course, which I didn't do. Anyway, he did the course. And for a short time, it completely changed. But you know with this stuff, when we do courses and read books and listen to podcast shows, we have these aha moments. And for a short time, we change as we take on the information and try to apply it to our lives. But it is a constant thing. We can't apply it just once or a couple of times or for a week or for a couple of months. It is something that we need to reapply over and over again until it becomes our default setting or the habitual way of thinking. So when you're used to thinking about not having enough or some form of lack in your life, lack of love, lack of money, lack of connection, whatever lack you're buying into, it's going to take a while of practicing abundance thinking. There is enough infinite supply. What was it? Who was it? Those books, I think, um, uh, Florence Scovel-Shinn back in the 30s and 40s, and was it Catherine Ponder and all these fabulous books talked about I am tapped into God, who is a source of infinite supply. And because I'm connected to this infinite supply, I am infinite supply. When we feel this feeling of lack, often, lack of whatever it is that we want, and we start to believe it, we start to experience exactly what we believe. But the truth is we are an extension of infinite supply, infinite abundance, infinite love. We are an extension of that. And returning to love, returning to the love within ourselves, being kind with ourselves and identifying our own limiting and stressful thoughts, and then changing them, turning them around and and remembering, not believing, but remembering who we are as an extension of of the source, of the creator, which is a source of infinite supply. There is no lack within the energy of source. And understanding that the illusion of lack is what we came to experience, and finding that appreciation for that experience, then we start to take back our power, our power to change our life, and then that power of influence over the ones we love without trying to change them or fix them, but just vibrating in a different way. And they feel that call of home because we all come from that place, all of us. So let's have a look at the chat. Anyone chatting to me here today? Uh, close. Hi, Violet. Hi, I would love to speak to you. Oh, speak to me. <laughs> what would you like to speak to me about, Violet? <laughs> have you got any questions? Anybody got any questions about this deliberate creation one hundred and one? Oh, let me have a look on YouTube. Uh, how many people watching? eight people watching, a couple of likes. Thanks guys. I think I'm streaming on uh, Facebook as well. Who's in the Facebook chat? Anybody uh, saying hello in the Facebook chat? How do we change our stressful thoughts by not believing them by challenging what we think? You know, I, I often talk about, uh, Ah, Arlene, great job. Absolutely loving it. Shirley Hart, Lynn Hart, Lynn Marie. Hi, Karen. I'm in Southern California Sunday evening. Hi, people in the state. Sunday evening. Thanks. Uh, thanks for watching. Any questions? Let's see if there are any questions. Okay, here's one coming in no well if there are no questions i might pop off i wanted to tell you all that the other day i was on moonwalker tucker's new podcast show called let's talk shift so if you head over to uh, YouTube I think she has it on YouTube and audio platforms. Let me see what the name of her uh, let's see what the name of her YouTube channel is. I've posted it all over my social media. You'll see me talking about this stuff here. The name of her YouTube channel is called unlock no Moon water Moon Walker Life moonwalker life if you head over there she started a new. i was the third person or actually the second person first person she had on she put it into two parts so she hasn't got an audience yet so i'd love you all to support her and uh, subscribe to her youtube channel and listen to her podcast she's really good moonwalker was on my show she is somebody that had an nde she also understands what I'm talking about because before she had the NDE, I think it was a motorcycle accident. She was in her, as we talk about our pity party, her pity party, and really hating life and, and very depressed. And she didn't know how to sort of get out of it. And um, I don't know if she found some ways before the NDE, I have to revisit the talk that I had with her. It's a couple of years ago now. And um, she was quite badly damaged, but uh in the in the motorcycle accident, she lost half an arm. Uh, And then, you know, from that perspective and source, she saw all of everything that had happened in her life, including the accident, as all coming from love, which I loved. You know, like we see it coming from fear and the devil and terrible and negativities. But she understood that everything that she had lived was coming from love and it was all there to teach her and for her own evolution. And she completely changed her life. And she's been teaching what I'm teaching for years and she's got an amazing story but now she's started her own podcast show let's talk shift and she's uh, just had me on and I'm talking about all this stuff deliberate creation and uh, it's a great chat I listened to it myself the other day and I'm like right and it's so funny what she's done is she's turned my face into a cartoon face for the for the you know the the thumbnail look about 20 years old I love that <laughs> A 60-year-old woman looks about 20 years old. I look like 40 years younger. I love that, turn my face into a cartoon face. But it's hard to depict wrinkles when you're turning a face into a cartoon face. But anyway, I love that. I look at that and I think, oh, yeah, that's what I used to look like when I was 20. Great topic, Ellie says. Still haven't found any questions from anybody. But go over to... um, moonwalkers uh, show and support her show and give her a thumbs up and a subscribe she's got a great the thumbnails are great There, yellow background with orange and white uh, things she's doing a great job she's really good at it for somebody who's been podcasting for like 13 years or doing radio and podcasting for about 13 i think it's coming up to 14 years at the end of this year Uh, I can tell you that she does a great job at it. She's new at it. She's a great teacher and she's doing a great job with her podcast show. So I wanted to give her a shout out as well. Uh, My my, um, advice to her, which you'll see at the end of the show, is um, to not get lost in other people's stories and just let everyone else to sort of share your own experience because I think that conversation is great between two spiritual teachers. When two spiritual teachers come together to have a conversation it exponentially expands the consciousness and the energy around that rather than you know people think when you have a podcast show that you just sit back and fire questions and you don't inject any of your own experience into the show but that's if any people watch my shows you know that that's not what I do I do love firing questions at people because I'm an intensely curious person <clears throat> but I do inject my own own stories into the show and you know it it actually evolves the conversation it's great and Moonwalker does the same. So that's I think I'm going to go. I just wanted to pop on and say that nobody has seems to have any questions. Uh there's a few people watching online. Hopefully if you're watching this afterwards and you have some questions uh contact me through currenswain.com and um come on to one of the classes where we can uh, really get into what you're going through personally and we can, uh, you know, show you how to overcome your stressful thoughts, turn around your stressful thoughts or even help the people around you. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. I'm going to chuff off to Ikea now with my daughter. She wants to buy some stuff and then have a meeting a bit later about putting on a a great... um, a screening here in sydney i'm not sure if i'm going to do it yet. i'm still undecided but there's this fabulous documentary out called the power of activism i think it's the power or dot org search it on a search engine you'll find it it's one of the most amazing documentaries i've ever seen there's, and i've seen many documentaries like this about activism but it's about four, five, six young Australian women who are all activists in some way, some for climate change, some for the oceans. Uh, one is like a, more like a spiritual teacher, mindfulness teacher. It's the first time I've seen a movie or a documentary that's like promoting activism that introduces the consciousness component. So it doesn't really call it consciousness, but it talks about mindfulness and meditation. And because if you're going to, go out into the world and try and make a difference, you've got to clean up your own uh, thoughts first because if you're out there coming from anger, this is not right, this is not fair, I need to change the world, then you're going to burn out and then you're useless. You're not any help to anyone, which is actually the topic that they discuss throughout the whole documentary of their burnout because when you're in resistance and pushing against what you don't like, It's exhausting. You literally pinch off your own power to create and your own energy source and you become tired. Resistance, I think Deepak said it, resistance is like a wall holding back the flow of love. So many people set forth in the world to make a change and go into activism because they want to see a better world, but they're in resistance. And this is something that's really powerful about all activists My daughter was at a a protest yesterday. They're protesting here in Australia, probably around the world too, to take down the shark nets because the council and the government put them up to try and protect people from the sharks. You know, down under we have a lot of sharks. But what happens is that the fish and the dolphins and the sharks get caught in the shark nets and becomes a death trap. And the truth is that even before the shark nets were up, there weren't many shark attacks there are many wild beaches across Australia's coastline that have no sharks, and there's hardly any shark attacks. Every time you do hear of a shark attack, it becomes big news. They love to promote shark attacks, but there are very few shark attacks. And the nets, um, the sharks can get through the necks anyway because they don't stretch the whole beach. They can go over them, under them, or around the sides. They're kind of useless, but they become death traps for turtles and seals and and dolphins and fish and yeah. And so they're actually not. Um, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing so there's a whole movement of people saying get them out take them out Uh, yet there's all this fear came from the movie Jaws and many other movies afterwards that said no it's protecting us from these terrible sharks but if you know me I'll get her on the show one day my daughter dives with sharks. She understands that they're not dangerous. And she's even been nipped, bitten by a shark and had many operations on her foot. Didn't take her foot off. It just gave her a nasty gash. But sharks sometimes do think that she said she was in murky water and they don't see very well that, you know, if if a bit of sunlight flashes on you, uh, they think that that's the sunlight flashing on the scales of a fish and they go up to investigate, have a bit of a you know nibble. And um, yet wasn't a fish, so he swam away. It's not like he was going to eat her. Sharks don't want to eat humans <laughs> if they want to eat fish. Humans and fish are very different. I know there are shark attacks, uh, but who knows what happens. I remember some guy, surfer in Australia, he said that he wanted to die by shark attack. And he did. And I thought, wow, he was young too. Wow. And his mate said, he always said he'd go out by a shark. A shark would take him. And he did. He created his reality. Anyway, I'm going to go check out The Power of Activism. It's a great documentary. And I'm going to have a meeting about putting on a screening and getting a um, getting a panel together to talk about you know, making a difference in the world and how consciousness is the most important part of activism. You've really got to go out there and and make a difference and take action from from love, not resistance, from wanting to improve the world instead of fighting against what you don't like. Big love to all of you. Thanks for listening and watching. I'll see you soon. Who's coming up in the inner sanctum? Kevin Briggs. If You want to join us online on Zoom to quiz Kevin coming up next month. And I'm online at the beginning next weekend. I'll be online your Saturday night in the Northern Hemisphere, my Sunday morning, if you want to drop in and chat with a little tribe or the big tribe and uh, join us in the Inner Sanctum online sessions or have a private session or I've got courses running into teaching people about deliberate creation and your psychic abilities. Right, where's my Zoom? I'm going to go. Big love to you. Bye for now.